It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercies are everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. I want to thank you for yet another time for tuning into the voice of prayer. I will ask your pardon. At this point in time, I'm in another state and um, I'm in another section of my family's home in the basement and I'm actually recording. Others are sleeping in other rooms. I came to the lower part so that I would not disturb them. It's very early in the morning. So I apologize if the sound effect is not as is expected. I am indeed trying to improve the communication process by seeking to um, so attach other type of technology to improve the quality. But I want to thank God for giving me the opportunity to share in at this moment. Last week, I looked at something that was pressing on my spirit and my heart. Inheritance. And so under the topic from the voice of prayer, you can find a prayer for inheritance. And I just wanted to share for just a few minutes on that. And our inheritance was never left to the will of man. So last week I spoke about Zelophehad's daughter and how they approached Moses regarding that which they think was rightly theirs because their father had passed away and um, the inheritance was not scheduled or according to law and custom to be given to the females. So they approached Moses who approached God on their behalf and we see that the custom, the laws of the land was indeed changed as a result of the Lofihad's daughters taking a stand and demanding and by the use of demand as I explained is not one of presumptuousness or with a sense of aggression but approaching with some aspect of respect to ask of, of this right and so I just want to just remind us from what I read is that our inheritance was never left to the will of man even in the case of Zelophehad's daughter Moses took their request to the Lord and it was God who gave the okay and I want you to clearly hear what I'm saying Moses took their request to God and of course as I will explain further is that um, God was considered a very righteous God and still is and therefore there were rules and regulations governing how one approached this righteous God and that is why he had to represent the daughters. But Moses did not make what, what the point I'm trying to make is that Moses did not make this decision on his own, right? Inheritance was a serious matter and very important to the family, especially to the firstborn. And this is why there is so much discussion on the the um the selling of the birthright that we read about Jacob and Esau. And the birthright, which was synonymous with inheritance, 
the firstborn would receive a double portion. And we can find that in the reading of Deuteronomy 21 verse 17. But I won't be discussing the aspect of inheritance due to my you know, specific agenda. I, I want to look, and rather when I say I won't be discussing inheritance, I will not be looking at Jacob and Esau. That's what I meant to say. But I want to look at two characters in the book of Genesis 30, verses 13 to 33, and also Genesis 10, 27. And in Genesis 30, 3 to 13, we'll find Rachel and the time that um, she wasn't able to conceive. And uh, we saw where she gave her maidservant, Bilna and Zilpa, to you know, her husband. That she that they could bore children on her behalf and the when the first son was born she said you know this is my son and the next time that her handmaid bore another child she said I have prevailed and it explained that through the adoption process which was also one that was given as a right adoption was a means through which one could now gain certain blessings privilege or rather let me use the term inheritance and let's now look at Sarah when Sarah gave her handmaid to her husband she also was not in a position to bear children but yet when her handmaid bore a child she told her husband Abraham to cast out the child and his mother and this seemed very harsh but it was the custom of its time that children of concubines have no legitimate right unless adopted as I just shared in the story of Rachel and her adoption of the children of the concubines the sons went on to forming the 12 tribes of Israel and even if I should back up just a little bit even though Ishmael, um, the son of the concubine, had no right, God still gave him a blessing, as we'll read further on in the beginning process of the book of Genesis. In another session, I will be discussing the spiritual aspect of our inheritance. So in the first episode, I discuss, you know, just how we can make a demand and extend our faith and today I am just looking in a synopsis, in a synoptic way at, you know, the inheritance that how God in his fairness will give unto us. But I want to rest right here and I want to just speak into the life of someone. Because for some reason I have been wrestling with this topic of inheritance because there's something that I believe that God wants for us to understand and I just want to let someone note this morning that no one holds your future except God someone that's in your hands you know I place today tomorrow in your hands Lord I place today tomorrow so no one holds your future no one determines your your destiny no one except God holds your promotion your next move, your elevation, your purpose. And I will come back again to the word destiny. I want to say to you, stop seeing your next move and 
where you should be and your achievement stop seeing it as it as in the hands of of human yes god will use them but i want you to focus your attention on the the, the supreme one who determines your life and my life and what comes next i remember some years ago i had to constantly feed into the spirit of one of my church sisters and said, listen, you know, just stop doing things as according to men pleases or eye service, but as unto God. And, and, and in recent time, I also had to feed into the spirit of another, the whole concept of stewardship because I understand stewardship, you know, and I had to be almost everyone that I encounter, I share on stewardship because when you understand who is steward it, and when you understand your position in stewardship, it will not only alleviate, it will eradicate your frustration. It will take it away and you will not see frustration on the levels that others who see do not understand your purpose in God or who doesn't understand who God is. You know, it really bothers me, you know, when, you know, individual, I'm not sure if it's ignorance or anxiety who just believe that life hangs on individuals it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't and i just sense that someone is feeling very anxious about the next move and if you feel that you are you are the individual or you have the ability or your you know your ability is not maximized to your fullest capacity you may feel overlooked then i'm encouraging to make a demand Go straight to the source as Zelophehad's daughters did in Numbers 27. They went to Moses and as I explained earlier that they could not approach God because of the law and the righteousness of God would permit, permit any um, direct encounter. Yes, I do know. I do know. Men and women, I know that there are injustices and life just seems unfair in our society and we wonder whether or not you know where we are is where we're going to remain you have a lot more to offer and God has a lot more that he wants to do in your life and so I'm encouraging you not to put your point yourself to the point of frustration I'm encouraging you not to see your future in anybody and it doesn't matter who it is it doesn't matter what strat of society it doesn't matter what organization you belong to i am encouraging you set your affection on things above and not things beneath because god is i, I think it's um <clears throat> psalm 75 verse 10 i think it is that says god is a judge of all that he raised up one and he puts on another when you understand who you are and when you understand who God is, then I'm telling you that the frustration that you're feeling that you should have been at another place in your spiritual life or been used in certain position will not frustrate you. I want to encourage you to go to God. I want to encourage you to present your request before him. But may I also caution, I'll stop right here just to say that, you and I will not have a right to make certain demands of God if our lives are not pleasing to Him. No. 
I am by no means suggesting, I know the scripture says he reigns in the just and the unjust, and, and, and that's for another teaching, because there are certain blessings that are that are held for the righteous. Someone said, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. There are certain demands that you can make of God when you are in right standing. And that is without apologies. If you are not in certain standing with God, there are certain demands that you can't make. Of course you can make a demand. But not in the way Zelophehad's daughter could have done. Because even though we will never fulfill a, a, a 100% righteousness, but if God sees our life and sees it to the point where uh, we're making strides or we're living a life that is pleasing unto him, making an effort, then we can. Stop frustrating yourself. Stop seeing man as your God. No. As I said before, and in numerous um, publications, I have been through enough. I have seen it all. And nothing almost nothing bothers me nothing shakes me because i know who i am in god and and i'm not disturbed by things in my environment friends will tell you family members will tell you i'm not easily shaken i am not easily disturbed because as i said before do you know why i know the word of god i believe the word of god and i take the word of god literally literally when you wish please the lord he promised to make your enemy your footstool. The enemy meaning the circumstances that seem like it wants to withhold you, that to, to hold you back, to keep you at a point, and to go no further, will not have any demand on you. See what happened to Babylon? Let us know. I don't want to get in this, but I want to leave this all for the next teaching session. You see what happens to when when Daniel went to pray because of a situation that the prayer was heard God sent Gabriel with the answer and guess what happened it was withstood by the prince of the Persia of the atmosphere the devil until God sent Michael God is hearing your prayer as you are praying so I am encouraging you to take whatever request that you have before God and I'm letting you know, don't be frustrated. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he said, prove me now if I will not open the windows of heaven. Continue to do what you're doing. Continue to be steadfast and unmoved. Continue to commit your ways to the Lord. Continue to pray. Because I'm telling you, prayer can do more than your worries. Worries achieve absolutely nothing. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for today. I want to bless your name for truly this is the day that you have made. Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity to come before you. Because God, I believe, God, that there are so many of your children who are feeling frustrated and depressed. And they, they don't seem to understand anymore what is happening because of the injustices or the unfairness. Or they're just looking on and they're wondering what is happening. When will God make his next move? When will things change for me? And it happens, God, to your children every setting of strata of life and nowhere is exempted and sometimes my to god people feel as if they hold one future that if they do not do this then one's future will not be 
propelled and move forward but it doesn't it doesn't God it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't and so father I God I will speak and I pray against injustices injustices that happens to your children for those who oh God will look on and see potential in their children and choose not to do it because of fear of intimidation or this and that God I ask you that for the sake of your children who are held hostage in one position that mighty God that you will prove to your children that you're hearing their prayer God father there are so many of your children are not living their best lives or are or being capitalized to their or maximize their, their their fullest capacity or potential God and so Lord they're not giving you their best worship they're not giving you your best praise not because they don't want to God but because Lord they don't know how to get beyond that they don't know how to commit and to commend everything to you Almighty God they don't know how to make a demand they don't know how to make a request God they don't and so Father God I'm praying for those who need this extra strength to go the extra mile to seek you God and Father whether it's in the church or whether Almighty God is at the workplace whether God it is in family setting God I am praying that your children will see the blessings of the Lord upon their lives and that mighty God that they will be used to their fullest capacity to give you glory and to give you honor. Father, I ask you, Lord, that they will not succumb, Almighty God, to, to, to how their hearts are feeling, that they will not walk away from the church, oh God, the church in general, that they do not walk away because they're frustrated, God. That they do not leave the job out of frustration. That they will not walk away from families, oh God, and situations that doesn't seem to be making any progress. Father, I pray against injustice. Mighty God, that your children are experiencing. And I commit and I commend them to you. And I ask you, Lord, that you will hear them, and that you will work upon the good desires of their heart, and that Jesus, everything will come in alignment for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' precious name, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for touching my heart and my spirit, God, to speak on behalf of your children because prayer must be consistent. Almighty God of Daniel, give us this consistent in our hearts. Mighty Lord, mighty God, my Savior and my sovereign God, I commit and I commend us all to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you again for tuning into the voice of prayer. Continue to spread the word. Continue to give your feedback as we advance the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen.